Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. Welcome to episode 272 of the AFTN podcast. I am designated penalty taker Joe DC. Across from me, he is a regista, it's Nicholas Ruprecht. I am, uh, yes, my favorite position. <laughs> calling in from Surrey, he's an impact sub, it's Gideon Hill. Oh yeah, you know it, 70th, 70th minute, here we come boys. All about game management is our Gideon. Yes, <laughs> Gentlemen, today's, op- today's opening question. If you had to be stuck on a desert island with a notable MLS duo, which duo would you choose and why? Gideon? Uh, I chose uh, Diego Valeri from the Portland Timbers and Albert Elise from the Houston Dynamo because Valeri's, you know, he, he likes to pick his spots. He's kind of, you know, a little bit quick at, at attacking things and Albert Elise because he's nicknamed the Panther. Oh. So, I mean, that speaks for itself. So you, you've gone for like a hunting orientated. Yes, play. exactly. I, I'm glad you didn't pick two players that are on the same team because I didn't do that either. But uh, yeah, good answer. Nick, what did you go for? I, I went a little bit uh, off the board here with Don Garber and Gulati. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because I think, I think you know, they wouldn't be stuck on an island for that long. So if I was just in the general vicinity... There's plenty of people that want them stuck on an island. <laughs> 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 um, okay, interesting answer. And they would know a guy that would know a guy. Guy yeah. that could, you know, grease some palms yeah, to, yeah. to get something. Absolutely. So I spent a lot of time thinking about this question. As I always do, I spend way too much time. I think the group dynamic is very important, right? You don't want to be stuck with people that you can't get along with. And for me, because I'm a very proud person, I need to be the smartest person in the group. So I went with Clint Dempsey and Liam Ridgewell. Um, <laughs> so we could be stuck on a desert island together and yeah things would go great so that uh that was the opening question the ice has been broken we now go to part one of our show it's complete the sentences where we review uh the white caps last game last month last whatever um in three sentences so i will say a sentence to the two guys and they will let me know what they would fill in the blank with sentence number one this week and we'll go to gideon first I think blank is having a great season. I think Kachera is having a great season. Oh, that's some recentism there. <laughs> uh, Nick, yeah. who's having a great season? I think uh, Felipe is having a great season. Okay. 
I think uh, Davies is having a great season. Or Franklin. No, well, Davies, uh, Davies for sure. Davies um, for sure. Blundell, not too bad. Just one goal. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> quite quite okay. Absolutely average. Yeah. Um, second sentence. Uh, this drawing run will continue for blank games. Nick? I said zero games. So you think this will be the game? I think this will be the game that... It's either going to be a win or a loss. <laughs> <laughs> Not committing to one or the other yet. Gideon, what about you? Uh, I said it's going to continue for one more game. Okay, I went for the same. One more game. This is exactly the kind of game that the White Caps will draw. <laughs> um, my favorite Tachera goal was the... Nick? Rebound header. The rebound header. Okay, Gideon? Such, such a little guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said this happened from the cross because how many ex-strikers of the Whitecaps at Derramatics would, uh, would sky that one there? So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> was that the one that Dion crossed it in and then he roofed it? No, it was the one from the right. The cross. From oh, the right. yes, yes, yes. Now. Okay. My one was the one from Dion. I watched the highlights, so I can't remember which one was first. The one that Dion crossed in and he just... That was thumped the, it. The volley. Yeah. yeah. There were three really good games. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that concludes the entire white cap season so far. Now we move on to what we're here to do. Preview. Not the sexiest of games uh, this week. Not even the weekend. It's Friday night. It's, it's another Friday game. Colorado. If you think it's bad being a white caps fan, <laughs> try being a Colorado fan. Uh, dead last in the league. They're 2-7-2. Two, two. That's seven defeats. Yeah, it's not going well in Colorado, is it, Gideon? No, I think, as we'll get into it, kind of hash it out here, is that, you know, again, a new coach, you know, unlike last week, Brad Friedel, he's found success. Um, Hudson hasn't, though, of Colorado, so I think it just depends on the team you have, and you made a plethora of new signings this year, so maybe this isn't the year that they're going to find, obviously, success with those players, but I think you have to give them a little bit of time. Nick, they've lost their last six games. That's pretty damning, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, not good. <laughs> yeah, they, I, they put up they put up a fight last game though. Yeah, three uh, two to Portland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, just to read through the other results so we can get the full context. Uh, the, this losing run started with a three nil loss to Real Salt Lake. Then they lost two one to Orlando, who are doing pretty well. Kansas only beat them one nil, so those are two okay results. Then they lost to the Red Bulls two one, and then they lost lost to NYCFC four nil. And then 3-2 to Colorado Rapids. That's not... Like, there's some good teams in there. You can't yeah. really mistake that. Yeah. Um, but they haven't picked up a single point, though. But, yeah, that's a problem. Obviously, they do not look playoff bound. <laughs> no, it's that's very safe to say. Yeah, uh, new coach, Gideon, we mentioned him a little bit earlier. Anthony Hudson came in, uh, former New Zealand coach. Pr- like, a pretty interesting... A qualification campaign they just they went to the playoff like they always do mm-hmm. and they then they didn't make it uh i think peru, peru. Beat, yeah peru, peru beat them he he came into quite a bit of furore remember gideon um in the off season yeah and i think you know that was a pretty good pickup for for colorado and you know an international coach with a good pedigree you know new zealand obviously being a good team making the playoffs so losing to peru as you guys mentioned but i think it was a good hire for them uh, he signed some New Zealanders as well, like Wynn and uh, Tommy Smith. So yeah. we'll see if those signings work out. But, I mean, he, he, I feel like he did some good, a good job getting players in, but they just haven't really found the, the key to winning games yet. I think Wynn was a good pickup. Um, mm-hmm. Like, when Whitecaps 2 uh, folded, I guess is the right word, he was one of the players that was probably earmarked for um, going down to Fresno. But MLS, MLS team came calling, right? 
Um, Got to take your chance. You have to, yeah, you have to take your chance. And he's playing in a back three with uh, with Tommy Smith, as Gideon said. Dominic Badgey is Fantastic. leading leading the team. Five goals, one assists. He's been there for a while. Like he's been yeah. sitting on the bench. I, the only reason I know that is because I used to pick him up because he was one of the cheapest fantasy league players because you know towards the end you're just trying to fill your roster with yeah. with nobodies and he was one of them um but n- he's not a nobody now five goals one assists and he's really coming good for them yeah it? a lot of his goals though came with that hat trick though yeah so yeah he's a pacey guy and you can't let him get in behind you yeah well he has more goals than any white cap am i sure i think has five okay sure has five five Tajiri just got that hat trick too, though. Tajiri got a hat trick, so kind of yeah. <laughs> My analysis says they are basically the same player. <laughs> um, yeah, they play a three-five-two. Joe Mason is the other guy, good Irish lad. Used to play for Cardiff in mm. in the Championship. Just a busy forward. And other important players, they have uh, Gashi. Very good technically. Oh, he scored that free kick yeah. in BC Place. Yeah. Yeah, I was sitting right behind that the goal the in the south side, just watching that free kick go in. I that couldn't was believe. Good. That, did that win goal of the season, Gideon? I don't know. Yeah, I said that year. It, it was, yeah, it oh, was wow. nuts. It was, it was a yeah. postage stamp free kick. It, it was probably Usted in goal at that point, and he just didn't. I don't think he moved. It was so, it was so good. Um, Gideon, any other uh, players that you think we should watch out for? Uh, I, I like what you mentioned about Badgy there. He's done really well this season, not on the bench anymore, and he's actually kept their new DP Yannick Boli on the bench most of the year, which is pretty significant mm-hmm. for a guy that came in from China for some big money. So I think that's good for, for Badgie. And uh, I think more of this Colorado team is a, a complete, you know, attacking team. They don't really have one guy to look out for. Jack Price has been performed really well this year, their newest uh, midfielder. And uh, I think just a complete team, Whitecaps are going to have to defend as a unit. I think I, I watched a few minutes of the NYCFC game. I, I think it was on the weekend, so I just caught a bit of it. And I saw Bully play. <clears throat> he doesn't look too bad. If he's being kept out of the team by by Badgy, though, it either says Badgy's having an amazing season or he's not doing enough to to get in the team. Three five two, you know, it's is it trendy anymore, Nick, or are we past it? Is it have we moved I, on to something else? I, I guess it's. I think it's still trendy. If Colorado are playing, if it. Colorado are playing it, that's clearly. and um in in who scored that? That's the only uh, formation they have listed, which means they don't they haven't even tried another formation. Yeah, I I don't know if this team has a lot of ideas going forward though they seem to rely on that kind of pump it forward mm. let your let badgy try to run onto it i don't know how much width they are getting out of their wide midfielders either mm-hmm. um well you need those in a three five two you need those wide players really to to cover um, to a lot of ground yeah and right. gideon their back line isn't the most experienced either right yeah, MLS experience, no. Uh, they've had some experience in Europe with Wilson and Smith. But I think just, again, transition MLS is a, a huge deal. And with a, a newer midfielder in front of them, the defense hasn't really performed uh, to the standards that maybe Hudson and the Colorado Rapids fans have hoped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when your line of defense fails, what you need is a good goalie. And oh. Colorado do not have a good goalie right now. Tim Howard is probably the most uninspiring player in the entire league. Like he just doesn't look like he's trying. Yeah, I mean he's it's, on a it DP seems like contract. An e- it seems right? like an easy thing to say, but it just looks so true week after week. I mean, yeah, I think you know that's one thing about this Colorado team. I don't think it's necessarily the team that's the problem, but I think sometimes it's more their front office moves. Like they can yeah. make really smart moves, but then 
you know, picking up a DP goalie, like... Well, it was more of a marketing signing than anything. Yeah, but, but that still, was a couple years ago, too, so, yeah. you know, obviously ages happened. And who was it that they, that, that guy, the German guy who plays for the States, Jer, uh, Jermaine Jones, he played for them for, like, a season, too, mm-hmm. right? Like, that, w- that didn't look good, good no. either. Like, it, he was in the midfield, and then he was at fullback, and then it just really wasn't a happy, happy yeah. union there. But they also traded Sam Cronin to Minnesota, right? For yeah, and I think that was a bad trade. I Probably think he's a very they, serviceable midfielder. And they lost at Kevin. Minimum. They lost Kevin Doyle too. Yeah, um, because of uh, his concussion issues. Um, and he was actually he was one of their probably as a franchise looking at the franchise probably one of their most consistent performers. I know watching him for Ireland, he never gave the defender a second. He was like kind of like that Juarez type of player that just closed down at all times. Um, the one threat they do get, have uh, on the wing, Gideon, is Edgar Castillo. He's uh, having a pretty okay season, plays on the left in that 3-5-2, but the 3-5-2 formation doesn't lend itself to, for wingers to thrive, does it? No, and I think that's where the kind of the breakdown of the Colorado Rapids backline comes from, is that they have Wynn and Castillo normally playing in the same lineup, meaning that Wynn's more of an outside back, playing as a central uh, center back, and Castillo's playing more as a left mid rather than a left back. So I think he's it was a good signing for them, as you mentioned, for kind of the PR standards. But he just hasn't really performed up to what people were hoping this season. I think that's across the board too, right? Like not not a lot of these players are hitting the heights they should be hitting. Yeah. Again, he came from, from Liga MX, so, you know, also a former U.S. men's national team player. So I think... Ooh, and Curtis Castillo? Will, yes, he oh. was. Uh, really? They had a good win the other day, actually. The yeah, US against game. Bolivia, 3-0. Yeah. Lots young, of those European young players. players, too. Yeah. yeah, can't wait for the Canadian Premier League. Anyway, <laughs> um, in the in the center of the park, uh, Jack Price, he's having an all-right season, not spectacular, but um, he leads the team in key passes, in crosses, and in long balls, a staggering 8.2 long balls a game. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. I think he probably leads the team in key passes because one or two of them will probably make it through. And yeah. that, that counts as a key pass, right? Yeah. One of those long balls. Yeah. Gideon, is he a creator or a destroyer? What do you know? Uh, I think he's a creator slash destroyer. You know, the long balls kind of jumps out to you as a guy that maybe sits a bit deeper. Yeah. Likes to get forward, you know, once in a while. And either he's a, he's a lazy player for playing all those long balls and finding success, or he's just really good at passing the ball. Or he has nothing. It's <laughs> nothing to pass to. <laughs> he just has to pump it. That's true. Yeah. Um, there's some other like constants that we've seen over the seasons. Um, Axel Soderberg, the really well, he's he had an injury and he's kind of. I'm not sure if he's back in the lineup, but he's, he's still he's on the roster. He's coming back from in from that injury, and okay. he was a fantastic defender. Yeah, so. yeah. He, he like lanky, but somehow got into mm-hmm. position in the right place at the right time. Um, Marlon Harrison, with who satisfactory satisfactingly does have nice hair. Um, <laughs> That was way too much words for a joke. Um, Jack McBean, I think we mentioned him earlier. Yeah. He's having an all right season. Zach McMath is their backup goalie. Still? Yeah, but like he should be starting. He should ahead be of starting. Terry. Honestly, like yeah, he should be starting. Like at what point do you drop Tim Tomorrow. Howard and put in Zach McMath? Yeah, you know, Johan Bloomberg is is there. He's having an okay season. Two assists in the season, not too bad. But like we mentioned this earlier, just a team of underperforming players, and I don't think the coaches. But then, doing enough to. But then win. I would argue if you underperform consistently, yeah. Are you any, Are you under? Are you? Are you not underperforming but anymore? I think in this league, at the start of the season, every team should be like, "We want to make the playoffs this season." Yeah, 
Okay. Because it's the MLS and anything can happen. Yeah. And, you know, the league is set up so that you can bounce, you know, back, bounce back pretty fast. But for some reason, Colorado are never, well, not never, but almost never there at the end of the, the end of the season, right? Yeah. Gideon, what, what do you think? What's the point of Colorado Rapids' existence? <laughs> well, I think they've found success in their years in MLS. You know, they made the conference finals mm-hmm. against the Galaxy and beat them uh, a couple years ago. They, uh, won, I believe they won an MLS Cup. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they've had success in their history, but I think just it boils down to, you know, Oscar Burrell leaving for... Oh, yeah, that was... Dallas, and they haven't really had a whole lot of success since he left. How long ago and, was that? You know... Uh, I think two, two seasons three, ago. Two, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that. W- I think this is his third season in charge of Dallas. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he he's a yeah, good coach. So you can see by that the way he's coaching that Dallas team. That like sure last year they lacked a bit of direction, but this year they've been they a lot better. A lot better. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But do you think Anthony? Team too, as well in Dallas. So. Yeah. Do you think Anthony Hudson is the guy to take him forward? Hard to argue. I think there's coaches that have used to be in this league that could come in and, and maybe help him out as a as a assistant coach, you know. Yeah. Reputation but wise, just, he has probably one of the best reputations of mm-hmm. a coach in the league, right? He's managed at the international yeah. level to, you know, moderate success. Yeah. 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 But I think Yeah, that's true. I think there's more structural problems in Absolutely. Colorado. Yeah. In terms of their front office. Like going back to that Oscar Brea thing, like why would you let him go? I mean yeah, but there's and, there's a level of like if a coach wants to go or if a player wants to go, and you again, almost have to yeah, let him go. I know, but like at the same time, you should do everything to keep like a good. You can see what a good coach can do in the MLS, and it says something that he would want to go to another team, right? Yeah, he sees the other team as a better project. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, all this chat has been very nice, but now it's time for the highlight of the show. It's time for this week's. <laughs> do you know who I am? Welcome to Do You Know Who I Am. It feels like it's been a while, but I think we did this last week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it 6-4 or something? I think it's 6-4. To Gideon. To Gideon. Yeah. Yes. Gideon is yeah. on, Gideon's on quite a, the run right yeah. now. I think you were down 4-1 at some point, and look at yeah. it now. Um, a Manchester United-esque comeback. Just had to put that in there. Okay. Uh, this, season, uh, this evening's uh, Do You Know Who I Am is a beauty, as it always is. <laughs> So, in case this is the first time you're listening to the show, uh, do you know who I am? I give the lads some clues about a player, and the first person to say stop and successfully guess the player that I'm talking about gets the point. And as we mentioned, Gideon is now leading for the season 6-4. Um, okay, gentlemen, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's get a pre-match press conference. Nick, what's on your mind? Uh, I just want to get a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Gideon, what's the key? Are you going to go in strong at the beginning or what? Um, I think I'm going with the Whitecaps approach. If you know, if you're drawing and not losing, that's okay. So yeah, we'll see just, what happens. Just don't take your shirt off in the celebration when you're on a yellow card already. Yeah. That's okay. True. I'll probably lose in that case. Yeah, <laughs> I am from Scotland. Doesn't narrow it down at all. <laughs> um, I started my career at Newcastle United. Okay. I am now retired. Stop. Yes. Barry Robson? No. Ooh. Okay. 
Uh, let's see where I was. Cool. I am a defender. I am shorter than Nick and Joe. <laughs> that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> just a fun, just a fun fact I came across in my research. I have played uh, on both sides of the Tyne Weird Derby. <laughs> I played for one MLS team that wears red. Okay. This is tougher than I thought it would be. I'm now a, a pundit on TSN. Stop. Yeah. It was Stephen Caldwell. It is Stephen Caldwell. That was a tricky one. That was a historical uh, MLS, like a throwback. 7-4 um, to Gideon. Will Nick ever get a point again? <laughs> no. Probably not. <laughs> I think we need a post-match presser. <laughs> no, he's going to throw something at me like... Uh, like uh, that time that Cesc Fabregas threw a pizza at Sir Alex Ferguson in the, in the post game. Well, that was this week's Do You Know Who I Am? Hi, I'm Carl Robinson. Uh, you're listening to the AFTN podcast. Welcome back to episode 272 of the AFTN podcast. Uh, we just reviewed uh, all the threats that Colorado, the Colorado Rapids have and also had played Do You Know Who I Am? Gideon came out a winner again. Thoughts on the game, Gideon? You know what? It was a, it was a tough contest. Uh, I think Joe had it in the bag to, to have an own goal for us. But you know what? That TSN clue was just golden, yeah. absolutely golden lifesaver. Over That's here. why it was at the end. It's all about fine lines, right, Nick? Yes. <laughs> Actually, whoever put up that fine lines banner on the south side, major props. It's hilarious. Okay, now we go to the meat of the show. It's time to preview the caps. Nick, they're looking a lot better, but they can't get a win. Can they beat Colorado? Well, if you don't, my opinion is if you don't beat Colorado, you don't belong in the playoffs. Yeah, and quite fittingly, if they lose this game and other results go against them, they will fall out of the playoff bracket, mm-hmm. which is kind of shocking, right, Gideon? Yeah, and I think to Nick's point, that's you know, that's if you don't beat Colorado, the last place team in the league, you have some some problems after drawing four. You haven't lost in four games, but you also haven't won. So I think the, the Whitecaps still have a little bit of. You know, pressure on themselves and you know from the fan base and the, the people around Vancouver to, to win this game. And it's a road game, but without Watson. But I think we yeah. set up the right way. We can get a win. Uh, Nick, the Whitecaps are two games away from tying the all-time drawing run record in MLS. So you think they're just going for draw streak? <laughs> it's all about tr- <laughs> it's, it's all, all about, about trophies, man. Tro- <laughs> it's all about records. Yeah. And- <laughs> When you go down in the history books, people draw city, <laughs> draw city, BC. Um, yeah, it's I, like what? What will be the fans' reaction if they don't get a win? Right? Like, it's kind of well. Uh, I mean, like, yes, the games have been entertaining, mm. but again, at the same time, like we've said, like you could have just won one of those games, and you know, yeah. Yeah, lost the other ones, and you could have got the same amount of points. So, but as far as Gideon as like how the fans feel. What do you think? Like another, like let's say negative result. Let's count a draw as a negative result. Another negative result. What does that make you feel as a fan, first and foremost? Uh, antsy is definitely one way to describe it. Uh, unsure of how to feel 
Hmm. Uh, you know, from more of a, a group perspective, is I'm going to chuck what's helpless. Gonna, what's going to happen from here? I'm going to chuck helpless in there. Like helpless was like at this. If we draw five in a row, then there's a problem that just isn't being fixed, right? We've played a mix of opposition, but yeah. we're not getting results in any in any sense, right? Like mm-hmm. Nick, do you think that? How do you think the players are feeling? Do you think they think it's good enough that we're just drawing all these games? No, obviously you're paid to win. Yeah. What 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 player would would go onto the field being like, well, you know, especially in MLS and especially when you're playing at home. Yeah. You know, it's quite obvious from the the press conference statements also after like but those, trainings that yeah. they want to win. I get that. Like and yeah, but this is an away game. They won't have that home like home. Yeah, fair pressure. enough. Like, there's less pressure to win away from home. Away from home. Yeah, and I don't think if they lost this result or it was a draw, that's going to be catastrophic. No. It's going to be more if there's fans in the stands and they're walking away yeah. saying, "Well, that was terrible." I and I think that is the biggest thing a fan can do is you know vote like vote, vote with, with their feet. feet kind of a thing. Yeah. There's some players that are kind of underperforming, namely, let's. I'm just going to put the name out there that we we're, we've put down to discuss is Kamara, right? He had a shocking game. Get into a bench him now. Is that what should happen? No, I think you no. Know, you could kind of draw comparisons from years past, where a guy like maybe Montero last year didn't have a good couple of games, and you know if we would have benched him, you know we might have gotten frustrated. But I think Kamara is the kind of player where he works himself gets himself better and he, he figures it out uh, his own way rather than benching the guy that we brought in to score goals and try to fix the problem. I think he needs to play and maybe don't bring him out of the lineup. Maybe bring somebody in like a Blondell to try and change the, the dynamic of the attack rather than letting Kamara do it all or, or let him blame himself for not having success. Rituro has a question and it is, are we at the point where the question is not should we be benching Kamara, but how long we should be benching Kamara, Nick? I think this is, is a bit of a silly question because, um, like Gideon was getting towards, he's getting into good positions yeah. to score. But he's just form not, comes into it at a point. He's just not finishing. But form goes in swings. Yeah. Eventually the swing is going to go the but, other way. But you play your informed players if you want to win the but game. But is Blondell in form? We don't know because he hasn't by that By that logic, we should play Tachera up top. Not up top. <laughs> play, play, play players but, in their best positions. But, play Tachera on the wing. Tachero's going to start this game because he's in good form. That's what I think should happen, right? Like, we don't know who's more in form. We're not at training, right? Like, yeah. if, if Kamara's having a shocker every training session, too. But it wasn't, it was only a shocker in that, okay, yeah, he missed the, two the golden two chances. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's bad. Yeah. But that was in one but game. But not benching him as a punishment, right? Benching him as trying to get the best out of the team. Right, like there's uh, there's a line there, right? I'm not saying, oh, he sucks. Let's get him out of the team, right? He has a, he has a very important role to play on this team, but there is a point where you have to put a player who you think can perform better, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of us are in a position to really answer that question with, with a great degree of uh, like with a very mm-hmm. educated answer because we're not there day in day out. We don't know, you know, the minutia of of how that squad works. But I think there is something there that if we are going to play with this. Uh, you know, four four one one or whatever you want to call it, where Reyna is buzzing behind. Mm-hmm. That when you only have one striker, you know, at some point you we know that Reyna and Blundell can link up really well. Maybe you put them together. What are your thoughts on that, Gideon? Yeah, and my you know my problem with 
the Kamara discussion is again, you know, if he's playing bad and not scoring, it's it's different than playing good and not scoring. I think if he's playing good and not scoring, mm-hmm. then I keep him in there. But you know, there's no reason not to have Blondell in the game. Maybe give Kamara a you know a game off, bring him in late, and you know as a super sub later on in the game. But I think Blondell deserves a, a start. Um, Kamara, it's not that he just, he's playing terrible. He just you know sometimes a player needs a game to just realize maybe look at from the bench perspective of where the ball is and how he can maybe finish that chance a little better uh, and kind of see a different perspective of the game. Kamara did say at the start of the season that if he was not playing well, he would expect to be dropped. It was just one of those questions that he was asked during an interview. I think you can't blame Robbo if he does a bit of rotation. It's an away game, right? Um, against a lesser opposition. But well, to, we do need three points. To be fair, the Whitecaps MO is to like rotate anyway. So Yeah. Away from home more than yeah. more than anywhere else. All right, let's. We were going to do this a little bit later, but um, Blundell. We we also had a question about Blundell. Uh, it was Gareth. He said Gareth Wolf would would be very interested to see if this two striker formation with Blundell and Reyna up front from the start looked good against SKC before they were torpedoed by the rest of the team, and uh, that's when Reyna was in much worse form. Could that Reyna Blundell partnership that we only saw for twenty minutes, you know, give bear some fruit for the Whitecaps away from home, Nick. Um, against the Colorado defense, and I think so, especially yeah. because they're much less experienced than the SKC defense. Mm-hmm. SKC defense, you know, you got Opara, yeah, and you got Beesler. They were fantastic, the they, yeah. and and they play well. Yeah. So I think this is actually maybe a great opportunity for those two to link up. See what they can do at playing with their feet, and hopefully, you know, pull that defense apart. In addition to, you know, whatever we can get going down the wings mm-hmm. as well. Gideon, to put you on the spot here, if if I had to task you with putting all those all three players in one team, what formation would you set up with? I'm talking about Reyna, Kamara, and Blundell. Uh, I I was actually thinking about that a minute ago. I think it would be a four three one two. Okay. With uh, Reyna sitting in behind, uh, kind of make a three with the, not a four-three-three, but more of like an attacking yeah. uh, with the defensive three midfielders. Yeah, but then you're putting a lot on the fullbacks, and 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 that's yeah. the problem. That's you have to have the right players in there, like a Franklin and a Dion who know how to defend against yeah. lots of pressure. What about a four-four-two diamond, Nick? Like a narrow diamond? Yeah, or I mean, a wide there, there's ways a wider it, diamond. I think but the reason I go with the four three one two is because we need a defensive midfielder in. Uh, yeah, that's true. There's always a, always a defensive midfielder in in Robbo's strategies. But mm-hmm. the four four two diamond would have a defensive midfielder, just nobody else. But that would be kind of seeding the midfield. Mm-hmm. They're playing yeah, a three five two actually, so yeah. we can't we can't stretch the midfield out too much. No. Um, that would be putting way too much, especially with Waston missing. You don't want to be trying uh, something something different. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we know we're going to be playing against a 3-5-2. I think we can pretty much expect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which formation in our repertoire is the best one to go for? Anything where you're hitting, pulling them wider, I think is good. Okay. I, I don't really have any particular problem or any particular... Any, any of those formations really work yeah. well. We've been a wing team this year. But it's it's mostly about... You know, you're probably, you're basically seeding the middle of the park to them mm-hmm. in certain various degrees. Like if you set up with a 4-2-3-1, you'll be more defensively responsible. And but do they have players that can hurt us in the midfield, Gideon? Um, I mean, we talked about Price 
Mm-hmm. I think Mason's been playing as a striker, so there's not a whole lot of creativity there that'll kind of pick yeah. the Whitecaps apart. But again, certainly, as Nick mentioned, there is a lot of danger on the wings with Baji and Gash if he does play. So I think in that yeah. sense, we need two uh, players out wide on either side. Nick, we're going to be playing against two strikers, and we'll be missing our best defender. Mm-hmm. So what kind of changes are going to happen in that back lane? Well, yeah, I think Mon should definitely step in. I think he has been patiently waiting in the wings, and I think he should have another chance to show that the form at the beginning of the season that he had wasn't uh, you know, a fluke or anything yeah. like that. With Aha partnering yeah. him? Yeah, I think that would be a good partnership. It's, it seemed to work yeah. early in the year. Um, and uh, Daniil Henry's back uh, from on loan from... Uh, Ottawa. Yeah. So he'll I, probably be on the bench. I think he'll be on the bench as like a, a depth. And Gazelle behind them in the pecking order for center back? Yeah, I didn't particularly like Gazelle at center back. That yeah. was not a, a great outing Yeah, for him. Um, Gideon, other areas of concern that we should see some rotation in to give chances to some rotation players? What do you think? Just to touch on what you guys talked about there with the center back, I think Rubble was smart in playing Gazelle uh, beside Waston there on Saturday, knowing Waston's going to be gone for a while and, and seeing what Gazelle can do there obviously didn't work out, so probably not going to have a Gazelle in the centre-back position, but I wouldn't mind seeing Aha and uh, Henry there. And in midfield, I mean, Tyber didn't have a bad game. Felipe was literally everywhere on mm-hmm. every blade of grass, and I think, or turf, I should say. But <laughs> every plastic yeah, I, I blade of grass. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's true, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a whole lot. Um, I mean, probably fresher players are Nowinski. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's what I was going to talk about well. next. I think Franklin has yeah. had a good run, but I think Nerwinski needs a chance to, yeah. to take a claim. Well, last game he didn't look too great. Yeah, but either. yeah, like Nerwinski, I don't I don't really know if he did anything to lose his spot to begin with, right? Like without mm-hmm. being reactionary or anything like that. Like we have two good options at fullback, but that's true. This game might require someone like Nerwinski to cover more on defense. But then again, Franklin's an experienced defender, so it's like a win-win situation if you really look take a step back. But I, I would like to see Nerwinski just yeah. on form. I think it would be a good game for Nerwinski as well because it's a team that's kind of struggling. Maybe he can, you know, whip in some crosses. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings us to our next discussion point. What aspect of the game should we see more of? We saw a lot of crosses and goals. Can we keep going with that? Well, I guess crosses are that low percentage chance. So, and yeah. I like to play the odds. So, I don't particularly like them. But with Felipe in the middle, just to kind of as a second option. Yeah, I think the key though is being able to vary your your attack. Yeah. And not just solely relying on crosses. Yeah. But if we have that second option, like if Rain is playing, mm-hmm. I feel a little bit more comfortable that there's more creativity to get towards the middle of the field yeah to get towards the top of the box and that those danger areas Mm -hmm. Gideon what do you want to see more of from the caps uh I think I want to see more of knowing what to do after a goal is scored Uh, celebrating or the game you're not happy with how the celebrations are no I mean (laughs) no I meant from the opposing team like yeah yeah. that's what I mean um I think, you know, it's great that they responded, but, you know, more often than not, you want to be in the lead rather than be from behind. Mm-hmm. And I think when the Whitecaps go behind, sometimes, you know, it's press, 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 and try and score a goal. Other times it's 
wait a little bit, kind of feel the opposition, then go for it. And what we kind of saw on the weekend when uh, New England scored the second goal right after halftime was, oh, you know, now we now we should get going. But it's more of like when what did we do initially after that first goal rather than wait a little bit and allow a second goal. You mean like game management in general? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. I I don't feel the Caps have a great game management style at all. Like not not just seeing out a game, well, but like considering they've almost gotten five draws. Yeah, it's that's very true. the game has they've been more reactionary to yeah. games that they've been playing that's than anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, credit to them for coming back from deficits so much, but still, yeah, you're digging yourself into that hole. And like Gideon said, you know, why why keep doing that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is the game that that will change, but it's certainly one of the best chances we're going to get yeah, in yeah. a long time. The The one aspect of the game that I've kind of noticed, I'm not sure if you guys have seen the same thing, but there's been a, a desire to press higher up the field a little bit more. A few more like midfield traps in the defensive midfield position for the opposition, and then um, you know some fullback trapping as well. Uh, do we like that? I think it leaves us exposed a little bit sometimes. The second wave of pressing isn't there. But I think it's good because the Whitecaps are switching it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think teams have kind of figured out our very compact, you know, low block in just in front of our own box. Yeah. Basically, I think teams they they know about that. They they figured it out. So there's nothing wrong with springing a different surprise yeah. on on you. And you know, yeah, okay, pressing is a fad. And I think what was it that. Was said about pressing. You know, pressing is a great playmaker. Yeah, absolutely. if you can press in the right way and you can win the ball back in the right spots, it can be very useful. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna read the Caps' next three games after this and tell me your thoughts on them. Okay, we have Orlando at home, Philly away, and then Colorado at home again. Tricky, right? All all scary. Uh, you know, Colorado is not in the league, but I don't think that's. You know, they're a good team. They built out well. Orlando City, one of the better teams in the league this year. They had that win streak, I think it was five games mm-hmm. uh, a while ago. And, uh, you know, Philadelphia away has always been an interest. And they've been fun games to watch. You know, we've won one, and I think drew another one, 4-4 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's fun, to, fun games to watch. Tough games, but I think probably two wins out of those three I would be, I would be happy with. Would you take three draws? <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would certainly not. Take <laughs> All right. Well, uh, any closing thoughts on the Whitecaps, uh, Nick? Yeah, I think this is a game for them to turn turn it around. You know, the season wasn't going so great, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of rancor from the fans, and you know, right? I think rightly so. And they've kind of stabilized the ship with these draws, and I think now is the time to show a way forward. Mm-hmm. Gideon, closing statements? Uh, I think we talked about the high press quickly. If we score three goals in the weekend and we do a high press, I think there's no reason to stop that, especially if you're on the road against Colorado. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for me, I think you learn a lot about the players' mentalities in a run like this. And some players have reacted really well, like Teixeira. To be honest, I didn't expect him to react well because in the past he hasn't always reacted very well. But, like, this will be a really big game. You know, they've had a week to think about this. Mm-hmm. A week to approach this game. Away from home, you know, we're really going to learn a lot about this team in this coming game. Um, which takes us to the last part of our show. The prediction game. 
Uh, mixed results last week. We'll go through them one by one. Both Nick and Gideon got on the board, and I did not, which will make the season standings really interesting. Um, Gideon, you said that uh, Brian Rowe would have five saves, and he only had two. You said that Zahibo would have a yellow card, which didn't happen, and that Reyna would have three key passes, and uh, yes, he did. He did heck indeed. Yeah. Woo, that is a that's a very impressive. That's an impressive. One. <laughs> the vague key pass stat came through. Um, Gazal would have five tackles. Nick, he had six, but we're giving it to you because that's very <laughs> impressive. Um, Felipe assist didn't happen, but he probably deserved deserved something. Some credit, yeah, that's credit. And a white cap set piece goal didn't no. happen, unfortunately. I said that Watson would have a yellow card. My theory was that he wouldn't care about the suspension because he was going to the World Cup. So. He's, mm. he's one yellow card from a suspension. Um, Davies less than three dribbles. He had five. And Anibaba yellow card did not happen. So the season standings for the prediction game. Uh, I'm on ten points. Gideon's on seven. And Nick's on six. Uh, Nick, let's get your predictions for this week. Okay. I think Tim Howard. Oh, please say red card. Uh, no. <laughs> I think he will have three saves. I okay. think he'll have three saves. Okay. I think Reyna will have one assist. Mm-hmm. And I think Davies will have six dribbles. Six dribbles. Yeah, he's averaging around six or seven, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Uh, Gideon? Uh, I have uh, Davies assist. Okay. And Rapids 55 to 60 possession held, percent possession held. Wait, 55 and to 60? Yeah. Okay. That's so 55 spread. to 60, yeah. And then I think a red card will be handed out. Okay, VAR or no VAR for the bonus point? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, red card to any team? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Um, for myself, I think an own goal will be scored by somebody. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a yellow card. I did research on this yellow card thing. What do you think? Oh, it was a Jack Price yellow card. And I think we will have a Anthony Blundell goal. Mm. Yeah. So, it's really getting competitive in this prediction game. You know? <laughs> Since the standings really tightened up. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're still ahead. Just by three. You could turn it around this week, or Gideon could catch up to me. If Has he... anybody gotten all three right? Yeah. We had two out of three. Earlier in the year. Did yeah. we? Did we have a I three out of did. three? I don't think we've ever had I think you did. Me? I thought. Maybe. Huh. No, Joe. Well, I'd be surprised if Joe did. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. <man. laughs> Ouch. Well, yeah. Thank you for listening to the AFTM podcast. Uh, Gideon, where can people find you on Twitter? Underscore Gideon Hill on Twitter. And Nick? Uh, Space Age Robot 56. And before we go, because I always forget to do this, we have a couple of other questions. Let's oh, just go okay. through them because uh, we have to be faithful to our fans. We had one question about traveling in England, which I don't know why you chose this podcast, um, <laughs> but this podcast to ask. It was uh, Ryan McLeod. He said, what's something I shouldn't miss during my next two weeks in the UK? He's not visiting Ireland, so I'm not going to mm. answer this question. But uh, he's making his way up t- from London to Orkney and then back to London. Gideon, come on, travel advice. Oh, uh, mushy peas at a sketchy pub. <laughs> so just any meal, okay? <laughs> Nick? Uh, I would say the museums in London are fantastic. Yeah? If you're into yeah. that kind of stuff. The London Eye, I've never been, but it looks, <laughs> looks really cool. The AFTN account has some questions. Oh, how long will it take doing the Henry to get chemistry with the rest of the defense? I think he never will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite simian, uh, Nick? What? Your favorite simian. Simeon? Like a like ape? Yeah. Uh, I think I think gorillas are pretty cool. Gorillas was on the list. Gideon, favorite Simeon? Uh, Don't say chimps, because I have chimps. Dang it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not very good with... Uh, I'll just say monkey. 
your, your, your homework is to watch the jungle book um, <laughs> yeah um thanks for all your questions they really make preparing for the show fun because we get to think about we get to know what you guys are thinking and then we can talk more about what you guys want to hear about I'm thinking of england <laughs> yeah thinking of thinking england. england the premier league is over right it's time to move on world cup is in less than two weeks oh yeah. and guys cincinnati have a team yeah, in the MLS. that's gonna be amazing. Well done, Alan Kosh. I still think your best decision was not picking me for the Whitecaps Open trial. Best, <laughs> best decision he made as a manager, I think. Well, thank you very much for listening to episode 272 of the AFTN podcast. Enjoy the game. One day I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.